Taking a look at another speedrunning hot take. Fatty says, emulator standardization for retro games should be embraced rather than discouraged. I didn't give a f if you want an official release. In 15 years time, we might not have as many new runners if they can't find a console to play on. In general, I agree. It's always the question with any speedrun, how much do you want to keep the pure experience versus making it more accessible. When you look at Super Mario 64, for example, is there any real reason why it has to be played or like the more prestigious runs are done on original hardware? If you move to emulator though, certain strategies are no longer relevant. There's a lot of movement of camera and the way that you move your character and stuff that relates to reducing lag so that the game runs faster. And if you go on emulator, the, the lag is potentially not an issue. And so you don't have to do those strategies and the, the run can change because of that. And I'm sure that exists for other games as well. But certainly as time goes on, if you want your speed run to still be a thing, 10, 20 years from now, not that there's likely many speedruns that will have that kind of longevity. At some point you have to say emulator is acceptable or else anyone trying to join your speed game is going to need like a thousand dollars worth of hardware or whatever. But this is the problem we had, for example, in GTA 5 speedrunning where many different things, you receive some benefit by having higher FPS. And so especially in the earlier days, computers weren't as powerful and you need to spend more money to get the significant FPS in the game. No one liked the idea that you only had world record because you had a better PC. But of course, as time goes on and GTA 5 becomes an older game, you can buy now a mid-tier PC that can run GTA 5 at 150 FPS constant with at least low graphics, right? But at one point it was seriously considered putting an FPS cap at say 60 or even 90 so the differences between people's hardware would matter less. But even though I somewhat thought this should be a thing that we should do, but it came down to enforcement. How are we going to enforce this? Having, we would need every single person to show their FPS counter. How do we know that the FPS counter was actually accurate? Do we just reject all the runs from the past that didn't have an FPS counter? And at the end of the day, it's a smoother, funner experience to have higher FPS. Like playing the game at 150 FPS does feel different than playing it at 90 FPS, especially for GTA 5. Like your, your aiming is more accurate and more fluid in the same way it is in CSGO by having a higher FPS. So no one really wanted to degrade the gaming experience, even though it would have made things more equal and made it so people didn't need to have as good hardware to invest as much money to be competitive. People chucked it out because it was more fun in the consensus uh, for most people than making such rules. And I suspect that's the way it will go with most games, where people will just vote on what they consider to be the most fun, and then eventually, if an emulator ends up being better, it will change over time, right? Like, I can somewhat agree with the people who say that you should be always be playing on the original hardware, because we're meant to be speedrunning the game, not like an altered version of the game, because it isn't really the game at that point kind of thing. There's always lines to be drawn, and you can draw them wherever you want. It just depends on the consensus of any particular community because not all games are the same. But obviously the future will always be emulation because eventually, as they say here, new runners won't be able to find a console to play on. Although by that point, you'd suspect that the game would just be dead anyway, that no one would be speedrunning it, but. Lunatic J says, there are so many YouTubers now that make speedrun explained videos that GDQ slash marathons won't be as popular anymore. Viewership is down because they are losing this market share. Like the average easy speezy upload gets way more views than recent GDQ runs on YouTube. We talked about this before in previous hot takes. I don't think that's the only reason why easy speezy gets more views than uh, GDQ runs, right? I mean, obviously the an easy speezy upload being 15 minutes heavily commentated 
and edited uh, with a consistent audience doing consistent uploads. Like Easy Speezy is better hooking into how a YouTube channel is successful and how YouTube content is successful than is GDQ. It just intermittently spams out hugely long videos that aren't edited at all, right? Sometimes having like a large chunk of extra footage add on to them. Like, like GDQ is clearly not making optimal YouTube content, but certainly watching marathons was a way to have a top runner explain to you all the different details involved in a run in an easily consumable way. Lunatic is absolutely right. That didn't exist in an accessible way on YouTube in eras past. And now that it does, sure, that does detract from the marathons. But I don't think that's the main reason people watch marathons. Did any of you think like, oh, I'm going to go watch GDQ now, watch this Dark Souls 3 speed run or whatever, because I'm really interested in getting a breakdown of how all the mechanics work. There must have been some people like that, but I find that hard to believe there were many. Like, I, I doubt that was their dominant audience, right? Like, that was an interesting side benefit to watching the actual runs themselves, in a way. If you don't know Easy Speezy, he does, a lot of what he does is like Flash games. Um, not not only Flash games, but like, a, like let's say like 50% of them are like, like small Flash games. No one's getting as many views doing speedrun content as is uh, Easy Speezy. Released like one a week, eight to, eight to 15 minute video or whatever, usually. He's had some longer stuff clearly that's uh, done well. Oh, ah, uh, he into the FNAF stuff, I see. So like, I agree with the sentiment from Lunatic, but I don't think that's the main problem that GDQ is having. Despin says, ILS is better than RTA. Individual levels are better than real-time attack. What? Nothing beats the feeling of deeply knowing the ins and outs of one level and achieving mastery over it. Real-time attack will always leave you wanting a better run because it can't be perfect. So I guess RTA in this context is referring to full runs where individual levels is like, you know, the individual levels of an entire game. I don't think so. I mean, that's just a personal opinion, right? If you find more satisfaction in grinding and achieving that perfect thing, that's fine. But there, there is so rarely games that have real significant competition in the individual level runs, I think. People are more likely to grind the full runs because they're more prestigious and generally speaking, more enjoyable for the masses. So if you've got an individual level world record, are you the best? Or are you just the, the one person who's interested in running that? Like when I think about all the world record holders for GTA 5, maybe like 10 to 20% have ever submitted a single individual level world uh, time. And sure, you can get a great time at an individual level, but eventually it is also going to be made redundant and it's not going to be perfect compare, compared with new strategies. Like there's never truly a perfect speedrun, right? You can always do slightly better. And while speedrunning in general is repetitive, you got to be a real special type of person to be willing to do the same five minute chunk over and over and over again, potentially hundreds of times to get a world record that 99.9999% of people are, are not going to care about. The only people who care about individual levels are those who are themselves speedrunners and super invested in the community. No one's looking up like individual level world record for a particular mission in a particular game. People look up the world records for the entire run, but not for the individual levels. So you're doing it entirely for personal satisfaction rather than attempting to do something that other people will be able to understand and find impressive. And so if this person enjoys that more, do what makes you happy. But I, 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 I can't imagine 99% of speedrunners will ever agree with this, you know? And in some cases, it's not even going to be relevant for some speedruns. Because not all speedruns even bother having individual level boards because they're just not... The, the run itself is just not popular enough. It took many, many, many years before 
anyone really submitted to the individual level speedruns in GTA 5 at all. From Cinnamon Bun, Turbo should be allowed as a universal standard. When I think of Turbo, in my head it refers to a mechanical switch that you turn on that rapidly presses a button as fast as the game will allow. I used to have it on my Sega Mega Drive when I was a kid and I thought it was heaps fun. I don't think that should be standard. That to me is like a TAS. It's a tool assisted speedrun at that point, which has its own place in speedrunning, but I don't think it should be the standard thing. We want people to achieve things themselves, to become more skillful and whatnot. Anything that requires that level of hyper-pressing shouldn't exist. We are running out of good speedruns as people hyper-optimize good ones or find game-breaking glitches that remove the fun. That's a statement, but it's not like you can change that at all, right? That is just the natural development of what happens with speedruns. That just, the more they become optimized, the harder they become to get into, the more frame-perfect tricks that end up in, in the game, and the more you have to practice or learn the run before you can become in any way competent. And so, like, it just becomes a, more and more barriers to entry pop up that prevent new runners from ever wanting to start. And that can kind of kill a speed game, right? <laughs> Because there's just no new blood coming in because like, wow, that would take me years to get in. And even the people who are involved in the run already look at this and go, this is just too much effort. I can't be fucked. And they just stop. Some of that happened with On Mission Zero Skip for GTA 5, for example. Grand Theft Auto 5 speedrunners now complete missions instantly with help from a surprising source. Hey, bud. We first start Cletus' side mission, but attempt to open director mode on the frames just before the mission begins. After being rejected and blowing ourselves up, the game gets confused. We are still on Cletus' mission, but all other missions are still available. Progressing with Cletus until the fifth checkpoint, we can transfer this checkpoint progress to another mission. I know that some people have left in the past because of different rules allowed in different categories related to glitches. There are some categories with GTA 5 that no one runs, because the glitches are just so dumb. You know how you interact the mode, how you get all those options of stuff that you can spawn and teleport around the map and stuff? You can bring that into the main game and teleport yourself around and spawn yourself cars and shit. And it's just so dumb. It is technically a glitch in the game using functions of the game that exist to enable you to complete the game faster, but no one wants to do it because it just kills the run. It's not fun. You know? So I, I agree with this completely. I, I don't know about running out of good speedruns, but I think it is just the natural life cycle of most games that over time, glitches will be made that make the game maybe not less fun. Maybe less fun is not the right word, but harder to play, which can cause less fun. Gone are the days where you can just chill and do a speedrun. Now you got to be really sweaty with <laughs> all these game breaking or hyper-optimized glitches at every turn, you know? Brake boosting is arguably the most difficult technique to master in regards to gaining additional speed with vehicles, and it involves using elevation changes in the road that don't quite lift your car off the ground. While holding acceleration, as the front of your car reaches the crest of a bump, you should press and release brake. A success traditionally results in a skid sound and mark, but getting the maximum boost and not potentially slowing yourself down takes a great deal of practice and eventually just comes down to feel, as the amount you need to brake can vary on your speed, your vehicle, and what you're attempting to brake boost on. Like, was the existence of brake boosting in GTA 5 something that made the game more fun? Made the run more fun? Where before you could just like chill and care about like your racing lines and stuff and not hitting stuff and, and talk to chat on occasion. But now you've got to like be hyper analyzing pixels on the ground to get the exact speed boost as you're going off particular bumps. Like I don't think that really made it more fun. It's interesting. It's cool that the run is faster, but it's a lot more sweaty and that can be very frustrating. Makes it more tedious. Yeah. 
Oh, that's true. It does make it harder for viewers as well to understand what's going on in the run when there's all these game breaking and frame perfect glitches. That's true. The less glitch heavy your run is, the more likely it is to be understood by a person just watching casually. There are some glitches that are so complicated and it breaks the game so much that it's just a mess to watch and you can't understand what's going on. The oversaturation of GDQ events has led to a decline of the hobby, especially the grassroots nature. How many GDQ events are there really? To my understanding, there was only still two a year. As is the case with anything, the more you do something, the less special it becomes. I think the grassroots nature of speedrunning was less damaged by GDQ and more damaged by the money, the content, and how big the scene became where everyone speedruns. At one point, there was people who just speedrun and now like everyone does run sometimes. If you're a gamer or whatever, like even the biggest content creators who have who have never ever called themselves speedrunners still do speedrun challenges sometimes, right? Devs put speedruns in their in their games or, or build them around the idea of people speedrunning them and whatnot in an attempt to get more notice and recognition. It's just mainstream now. And so it's never gonna feel the same way that it was when it was just a bunch of sweaty, passionate people doing it for the fun of it, you know? And again, I'm not saying it's necessarily worse now, but I am saying it's different. Everything has upsides and downsides. There's very rarely any change that takes place that does not have some negative to someone. Yes, I'm not sure I agree with this last one, uh, laying that at the feet of the GDQ events. Although you could see the GDQ events as the first like formalization of speedrunning in an attempt to bring it into mainstream uh, mainstream culture. So maybe that was like the beginning of the end in a way, but. Link is seven, good dude. How funny speedrun is should be equally important when making decisions slash rules. Too often does a terrible trick ruin a speedrun for people. I don't care if X solution makes it cheaty, if it's more fun and or accessible, then allow it. I do lean more into the fun aspects of speedrunning as opposed to the purity of it as well. I agree with this kind of sentiment. It is a case by case basis kind of thing where something can make the run more fun, but completely ruin the integrity of the speedrun in the sense that the speedrun no longer makes sense anymore. Like if you just start modding out parts of the game that are a little bit annoying, rather than potentially finding speedrunning strategies to get around them, that's going a bit too far for me. But obviously, as you can see with GTA 5, the fun of it has always been more important because consider the most prestigious category, classic percent. Do we really have a legitimate reason to remove taxis and say you just can't fast travel with taxis? No, we do it because it's more fun. Taxis save about 20 minutes in the entire run, but make the run far more frustrating and boring to do and, and le less skillful. And so that we just people just gravitate towards the category that is more fun. And that being classic percent where you can drive around. There are categories on the leaderboards right now, like director mode that no one submits to because they're just not fun to do. Any time where a speedrunning strategy is found that is felt to be too oppressive to the run, it's pushed into its own category for people who find that stuff interesting, but still maintaining some category that is more about the fun. If the speedrun ain't fun, no one will do it. So there's no reason not to have that as a consideration. Any percent unrestricted is insanely boring in GT5. Exactly. It's failing over and over again. If we weren't willing, willing to uh, remove strategies uh, using rules to make more enjoyable speedruns, the, the speedrun would have just never got off the ground. No one would have cared about it. Would have died eons ago. I do, however, think there should always be some category that allows literally anything, any strategy. That should exist. A pure any percent for every game should exist. The doing anything you like, how fast can you beat the game? Because some people find that more fun than anything else. It's 
not the process that they find enjoyable, it's the end goal, the completing the thing faster than before. They will go through any grind conceivable, any hardships conceivable, just so the end result can be satisfying to them. Shredberg here says, most games should not have a category called any percent. Naming them after their actual objectives is so much clearer and more interesting. Names like beat the game, defeat final boss, zero exit, and credits warp are all much better names. I mean, he's kind of not wrong, but any percent as a word is meant to indicate that it's a speedrun in a way. Like all of these here, in a way, are to me just dropping the word any percent. So I'd read zero exit as any percent zero exit or any percent credit swap. And you just drop the word for the convenience. Any percent is universally recognized by speedrunners to simply mean that you're getting to the end of the game and there's no particular amount of completion required for you to get there. Credits warp is to me conditioned any percent. You're doing any percent with a particular condition. If I see any percents in a game I've never heard of before, it automatically tells me something about the speed run that I'm about to see. If you say to me, beat the game, I'm gonna be like, what does that mean? Why is this not called any percent? Or defeat final boss, like I'm assuming final boss here, they're gonna put the name there. I know what that means. Is that a significant name? Is that a boss of significance? Is, is it the last boss or, or whatever? Like if you had a category in, in Zelda called beat Ganondorf and you knew nothing about Zelda, that doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you how long the run is, where it's going, what have you. But if you saw any percent defeat Ganondorf, it's like, well, they're beating the whole game and they have the condition they must beat Ganondorf in this category. Case closed. I don't think this is more clearer, honestly. I would say though, the reason why is because just any percent has such a long tradition in speedrunning. Like I know when TGG first heard any percent, he's like, what does that mean? And I laughed at him like this guy doesn't know what any percent means, but of course he doesn't because he's not a speedrunner, right? Like if you said beat the game to a person who knows nothing about speedrunning, that would be more understandable for them. So I guess it depends on who you talk to. But I suppose like outside of the speedrunners themselves, who really needs to know that information? For example, classic percent feels easier to understand and to say than any percent classic. You even called it classic percent when talking about it. Yeah, because it was originally called classic percent and then it was changed to any percent classic. Because classic percent doesn't mean anything. But then again, neither does any percent classic. Like, it gives more information, but you still have to look up the rules to know what classic means. But classic percent could effectively mean anything. Zero exit could effectively mean anything. Yeah, I don't know. So how I've interpreted what this person's saying is that he wants the names based on the restrictions within the categories, the requirements of it. I don't know how like say any percent zero exit is much worse or even much better. Like I, I don't think it matters all that much, but can't you do any percent restriction? Yeah, that's my preferred way of titling categories these days. Any percent and then the restriction afterwards. Like I don't know how dropping the any percent improves things. But indeed, if you don't beat the game, then the category should not be called any percent. The speed run where you beat all the stunt jumps, it's not called any percent stunt jumps, it's just called stunt jumps. If his point is anything that doesn't complete the game shouldn't be called any percent, I agree. And those categories should just be called the objective. But then I don't understand why he'd write beat the game here, that's confusing. Yeah, I don't know. Graham Pooh Bear, we are long past our peak viewership wise. You're better off talking about speedruns than doing speedruns for viewers. Speedrun sessions is the only pure speedrun event left. Bias on this one, lol. Never heard of speedrun sessions. I guess it's an event that he personally runs. I see. Oh, so they chill and do speedruns and stuff. Okay, I mean, there's, there's tons of events like this, I, I imagine, right? That's cool. Chilling and talking to people about stuff you're passionate about is great. We are long past our peak viewership-wise. 
Hmm. As I often say, speedrunning is just less special now. And there are so many speedruns that and they're not all, all the people aren't pulled together into one place and are instead spread out amongst heaps of people. I mean, COVID was obviously the peak viewership wise because everyone was trapped indoors. But do I think more people in the future will be interested in speedrunning? Yes, so long as the population of the world continues to increase. I mean, I did see someone recently at PAX a person who's involved in the gaming ecosystem that had no idea what speedrunning was. Everyone else in the conversation just assumed that she knew, but she didn't, right? There are still people who don't know what speedrunning is and who could develop an interest in it. You're better off talking about speedruns than doing speedruns for viewers. On Twitch, that's certainly not the case, as Distortion 2 still shows. And when we look at the person who has the most views for their speedruns, it's still probably easy speezy. I just don't think hard grinding a speedrun anymore is worth it. I think jumping into a game when it just releases and doing some speedruns, getting some good times and moving on to something else is probably the most optimal way to do things now. Or going into a category and getting 90% as good as everyone else, making content out of that and then moving on to something else is better content wise than dedicating your time to getting that last 10% down because it's the last 10% that is the hard part, right? Getting everything frame perfect, the perfect lines and stuff. Mastery of that last 10% can take months, years, and that's not great for the content. Like you can see in my Keo Perico runs, I got within like two minutes of world record at the time. And I was like, well, I'm done. That's pretty good. I could do another thousand runs and eventually get world record, but no one's gonna stick around for those other thousand videos. And even as long as I did it, which was like 20 videos, that was already quite a bit. All stunt jumps, which I put time into, I did as many runs as I thought it was interesting, and then I stopped. And those videos are still getting good views. And I suspect by the last one that comes out, it'll still get like 300,000 views, and that's good. But if I had done another 100, the premise would have long since died, and people would have long stopped since stopped caring. And certainly, if you set a more realistic goal, then you're more likely to achieve it and or have some actual idea when you're going to achieve it. Like if you say, I'm going to get world record, that might take days, weeks, months, years, who knows? But if you say, I'm going to get within this particular range of world record, you can look at your current progress and say, this is probably when I'm going to hit that mark. And you've got a lot more headroom of failure and for you to still be able to hit that mark. Talking about speedruns is in of itself a, a niche that is quickly being filled. There are so many people talking about speedruns. We frequently have multiple speedrun discussion channels releasing videos about the exact same thing. And people don't want to hear the exact same story over and over and over again, right? As I've said before, I saw three channels that talked about some new development in Mario 64. I watched like one with interest, a second because it happened to be there, and I skipped the third because I'd already heard the story. Every speedrunner can't start talking about speedruns. They're just not a large enough market. And true, you could consider Easy Speezy to be a person who talks about speedruns in a way, because like he's not showing his process of all the speedruns that he does. He is commentating a speedrun that he did where he got the time that he wanted. So it's both a speedrun and a discussion, a, a, a later done commentary about how the speedrun is done running Bartender The Right Mix, a game where we make drinks that either our bartender Miguel will love, or ones that will kill him in extremely violent ways. And there are 10 different endings for this. See, like he's explaining the whole thing. Would Graham Pubeck consider Easy Speezy's content to be talking about speedruns? When I think of talking about speedruns, I consider the speedrun documentary stuff. 
But I mean, he could consider Easy Speezy to fall under this umbrella. I mean, I clearly don't, but... Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.